guys and welcome back to another French episode of Food to School Smarter Stronger Lina podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better in France or outsiders. So yesterday guys we started talking about this book that uh, I'm finishing today French Kids Eat Everything. And so um, the book is about uh, an American family and the um, husband is French and the wife always wanted to try living in France and they moved to France and so the book is about how they change their eating habits according to French culture not so much themselves but uh they want to change eating habits of their kids they have two girls one is about six that is about uh three or four or two or three and They understand that French kids eat much better. And also, if you want to be accepted in French culture, you need to eat like French people. Otherwise, you're just never going to fit in. And so the book is about their journey uh, through these changes that they're trying to make to the habits of their kids and, of course, to their habits. Because kids, uh, first and foremost, kids always eat and get their eating habits from their parent, parents, their home, their uh, closest uh, people and environment. And it's a fascinating book in itself. You know, it's really interesting. But also, I learned so much. Uh, I'm learning so much about French culture. And a really fascinating thing is that what I learned uh, and learning through my personal experience and studies, you know, right now I'm upgrading my coaching certification, nutrition coaching certification, and I'm constantly reading all these new studies that are coming out almost every day now. And I'm so surprised that so many things that we are just confirming with science today, they are in that French eating culture as a tradition, as something that's been passed from one generation, passed down from one generation to another. They're just fascinating. Uh, Yesterday we talked about those uh, healthy eating principles of French cuisine, of French eating tradition that um, I learned from the book and that are in French eating culture. And that's why at least... It used to be that French people had the uh, lowest rate of obesity, especially among kids, just 3% per percent compared to, I think, like 30% in U.S., for example, and the same with adults. And seemingly, they eat all these, you know, all these foods, everything, but we already know that they do not eat everything. They have a lot of rules, actually. But uh, they eat a lot of those uh high caloric foods like butter or gras or all these meats and um, a lot of butter, right? And we think that they eat croissants every uh, day and every meal, but they actually do not uh, eat that many of those. So we learned, uh, we talked about all these rules. Today specifically, I want to focus on a couple of rules or traditions of French eating culture that will help you guys to, when you start practicing those simple rules, rituals, habits, that that will help you to eat um, 
more balanced, nutritionally balanced diet uh, in general to eat more essential for uh, life nutrients. Uh, as for right now, we know that our human body, our human health requires at least uh, about 30 of those essential vitamins and minerals and on top of that essential fatty acids and amino acids or proteins and fats and you know we also need fiber we kind of don't know how many carbohydrates we need and what form and what are essential uh, but we do need all of this and uh, following this uh, simple or a couple of the simple uh, French eating rituals or habits you will uh, make sure that you are eating uh, a lot of those essential nutrients, definitely more than in traditional American eating um, habit or culture, Russian, and probably all over the world where a Western style of snacking and eating all these products uh, take place. So uh, one of the questions I'm asked these days more often more often than anything else because I believe people start to understand that it is important to eat all these vitamins and minerals not in a pill form but in actual foods and that those vitamins and minerals they contribute to people's moods and energy they have and the fact that they don't have diseases and also great fitness and also the way we learn and adapt to life and also the way we look and how easy it is for us to maintain our ideal body weight. People are slowly slowly waking up, people outside of nutrition field, I mean, are slowly waking up to this idea that food is medicine. Food does build us. And if we don't take care of our food, uh, not supplying all the essential vitamins and minerals and other nutrients that we know about or don't know about, that we're just not going to be our best and probably we're going to get sick and more sick than we uh, could uh, if we were eating all this uh, nutritious, all these nutrient-dense foods. So more and more people are um, waking up to this idea, to this fact. And that's why I believe more and more people, people are reaching out to me with this question, like, how do I eat to make sure that I eat, the, um, if not all, then uh, most of the essential nutrients that my body actually needs? And taking it from French cuisine, but also something that I came up on my own, there are a couple of simple rules, routines. And number one is variety. And French people have it in this tiny, small rule sentence, and it basically says, says it all, all the practice. So what you eat once, you shouldn't, once a week, you shouldn't be eating the rest of the week. And it goes for everything. So I already shared with you how I schedule different foods for the days of the weeks, like for example, Mondays for chicken liver or other organ meats, what I can find, just chicken liver, something that I can usually find. Uh, Tuesday is for shellfish, and usually I end up eating oysters and mussels because again, that's the kind of food that I usually find where I am. Uh, but I would introduce more variety if it was easily available wherever I am. And I am trying, you know, now I'm in London, I'm going to try to seek out more variety in those foods because they do have a lot of variety of different foods here. Uh, Wednesday for me is usually vegan, meaning a lot of things like sweet potatoes or beans and pulses. So variety, guys. French um, 
said it the best, I think. What you eat once a week, you shouldn't be eating the rest of the week. And it makes it easier, this whole variety thing. So it goes for our protein-rich foods. Uh, it goes for our veggies. So, for example, on Monday, you eat broccoli. On Tuesday, you eat Brussels sprouts. On Wednesday, you uh, eat, um, I don't know, spinach or kale and cauliflower. And then you eat some um, Jerusalem artichokes or some palm hearts. There's so many veggies and I'm not actually the best person to ask about all the veggies because I'm still learning to eat all this different variety because I'm from Siberia. We, till recent, and even now, like the, the amount of veggies, the uh, all the kind, different kinds of veggies, it's very limited in Siberia. So I'm still learning about all about these vegetables, this amazing different countless kinds of vegetables. But the main idea is eat on Monday something. What I usually do, I go to um, to the store here in London, in England, and I see all this variety of different vegetables. And I just pick up seven different ones for different days. And I try to pick up uh, something that I haven't tried before. And that's really simple. So I just pick up a bunch of different vegetables. And then if I don't know how to cook something, I'll Google it. You know, it's never been that simple, really. I Google, I'll Google it. And uh, a lot of times here in London, they would even have cooking suggestions, simple cooking suggestions right on that vegetable. So it's really simple, really easy. So I just pick up a bunch of different vegetables with fruit. I kind of like my bananas every day, but besides the bananas for potassium, I just, I love bananas. I I always add something else. So Monday I can eat blueberries, Tuesday raspberries, then I can eat persimmons and kiwis and pears and uh, uh, apples. So something different every day. And I try to introduce something uh, different in my eating routine every single day. That might be this uh, new anchovies that I haven't tried before, or maybe crab meat a little bit, or maybe cod liver, or maybe foie gras, or different other kinds of liver. Um, variety there, I also practice it. The whole idea is, guys, the more variety in foods you introduce into your meal plan, the more variety of nutrients you get. Because even kind of the same looking vegetables, like one kind of kale that is really, really dark green, almost like, I don't know, almost like black. I think they even call it black kale uh, and this curly. And then the other kind of kale that is not that black and kind of more leafy and more gentle, uh, they have different nutrients, even like seemingly two same vegetables, but they have uh, very different nutrition profiles. And for example, if you take things like Swiss chard, really high in magnesium, also high in potassium. Uh, not so many green uh, leafy greens are actually high in potassium and magnesium, but Swiss chard is. And so all these different vegetables, even uh, seemingly the same looking vegetables, they would have different nutrition. And then, of course, if you take shellfish, mussels uh, would have completely different nut nutrient profile than, let's say, oysters or other shellfish. Or, of course, then fish. You know, fish, it's not all the same. Tuna is not the same as mackerel. Like, mackerel is the richest source of vitamin D in fish kingdom. Tuna has none. So it's not like you know, fish and fish, they're the same. They're not the same at all. They have very different nutrition. The same animal, like let's take lamb. I've become a, such a huge fan of lamb here in um, London. And actually they have 
the best lamb here is from New Zealand, so it's not, kind of, it's not local, but it's delicious. Anyhow, even different cuts of lamb or of the animal of sheep, completely different nutrition profile. Uh, take liver, take tongue, take a uh, cut from the leg or uh, from other parts of the body, uh, different organs, different nutrition profile, guys. Or if we take poultry, white meat and brown meat in poultry, like let's say chicken breast and chicken thighs, completely different profile uh, because white meat does not have that much at all, for example, zinc or um, other uh, nutrients, but... Uh, Brown meat ha has more, uh, not the richest source, but still has more. Uh, even again, the like different cuts uh, would have completely different nutrition profile. And so the more foods, the more variety, um, the more you introduce into your diet, into your meal plan, the more nutrients you're going to get all kinds of nutrients that are essential for human life. Uh, and the least chances you're going to have to have deficiencies that might result down the road in uh, hormonal imbalances or some sensitivities and allergies. Because if we eat all the same food over and over and over again, our body can become almost like resistant to it and we get allergic and um, reactions and sensitivities. Like for example, for me, eggs, right? If I eat them every single day, I start uh, getting... Uh, this uh, like uh, gas, bloating, sometimes I might get some rash on my skin if I eat them every single day. But if I eat them like once, twice a week, uh, no problem at all. And uh, again, so the more variety, the more changes we introduce in a simple way into our diet, the more different kinds of nutrients we get, the less chances we get of developing sensitivities and allergies, the less chances we get to develop uh, diseases and imbalances in our body related, almost all of it related actually to different nutritional imbalances. You take any disease, uh, any sickness or something that isn't working in our body, almost all of them re are related to some sort of nutritional imbalance in our diet, uh, you know, connected a lot of times to our lifestyle and our environment, but almost all of them can be traced to um, uh, not well-designed nutrition. So variety in a simple way helps us to prevent those situations. Um, and this is a very simple way, you know, what you eat once a week, don't eat it uh, twice this week or any more times this week. Like French uh, have it really simple. It probably sounds uh, much, much better in French too. And not like I'm trying to butcher the whole... <laughs> rule that's supposed to be simple. But besides variety, guys, I also invite you to become more of an explorer, food explorer, more of an adventurous eater and get out there and seek out weird foods. And by weird, it doesn't mean that those foods really weird. It just, we are not used to them culturally, or maybe we just didn't grow up eating them. Like for me, kimchi, I tried this week. Uh, it was a weird thing because that was the first time I tried it. The first time I tried it, it, uh, it tasted kind of weird, funky, and I usually eat sauerkraut. That's what I've been grow, uh, I've grown, grown up eating, eating, right? And sauerkraut, uh, 
It's a little bit different, the whole process of how they cook it, the ingredients. Kimchi is definitely spicier, but also it's kind of funkier. I don't know, it's weird taste, right? And it has different uh, bacteria that will help our gut to work better. Uh, it also has different nutrition, like I don't know exactly what every kimchi has in it, but it, it is different from sauerkraut. And it is weird food for me, uh, not for any Korean person. Although this day's uh, generation of millennials and uh, younger, it might be weird for them too if they didn't grow up eating that. Uh, or for example, cold liver. For me, it's uh, um, really a usual kind of food. Uh, it's, by the way, guys, the richest sources of vitamin D, A, and omega-3 fatty acids. In just a tiny piece, there is so much. Uh, daily and weekly and monthly, uh, depending on the amount and the, uh, the kind you get, supply. And so cod liver, canned cod liver. Uh, I tried it a few years ago, and at, at first it was weird for me because it, it does look kind of weird, not like, I don't know, chicken breast. Uh, but then I get used to that, and now it's completely normal to me. It's like the best snack ever. Um, uh, oysters used to be a weird food. Now that I learned how to cook them, how I like eating them, it's like a very delicious thing. And uh, uh, I don't know why people don't understand oysters. Like I, I think uh, it's just some people don't know how to eat them or cook them because there are different ways that you can grill for, for example, your oysters and they're like so amazing. So weird foods. All those different weird foods, uh, a lot of times they would have those unique nutritional profile like oysters couple of oysters and you have all the zinc you need plus the omega-3s and B vitamins. Cod liver, you get a weekly supply of vitamin D uh, in just about 50 grams, a, a two-week supply of vitamin A, three-week supply of omega-3 fatty acids. So it's weird, but again, and no other food has this nutrition. That's what's amazing about those weird foods. Or duck liver. Only uh, duck liver has this amount of iron per bite. You eat like a tablespoon and you get all the iron you need. Like liver in general is high in iron, higher than other foods, but only duck liver is so rich. And those weird foods, French love them. They like organ meats, you know, like I'm talking about chicken liver, like it's the most usual regular thing ever. But for a lot of people, liver or cow's tongues are weird foods. A lot of you guys might consider those foods really weird and not something you would fancy eating. French people, they eat all these weird foods. And Asia, a lot of Asian people, they too, they eat bugs and worms and things that I can never identify on their plate, like what they're eating. But I know for sure they are eating a lot of organ meats and a lot of different veggies and shellfish and weird stuff stuff that I would never consider to be food. <laughs> but uh, through years and expanding my knowledge, I did become a more adventurous eater because uh, when I look up, usually all those weird foods that different cultures eat, usually those cultures eat them because 
At some point, they figured out that they had some essential nutrients that if you didn't get them, you would get sick. That's how they got to eat those weird foods. Um, like, for example, you know, duck liver. French probably love it. Well, now because it tastes also really amazing from my perspective. Um, but also because I, I guess at some point they figured, okay, these foods, you know, it makes us energetic because iron in duck liver, it does help us to make energy and to bring oxygen to every cell in our body. So probably ancestors at some point figured out that this was a really nutritious thing and we should, you know, eat it more often. And I believe the same happened to a lot of cultures. Um, so to sum it up, guys, to add more nutrients, more essential nutrients easily without having to count everything um, into your diet, to make sure that you eat a variety of nutrients, you don't get deficient, you don't get sick because of that. Add variety in all of the food groups that you eat. Now, it might be very uncomfortable and it might take some more time, but guys, your health, your energy, your vitality, they're all worth it. And I share it with you how I simply do it. Every time I go shopping for the week, I pick up different things in different food groups. And when I open my fridge now, for example, there is lamb, there is some chicken liver, there are eggs, there is mackerel. Um, when it comes to vegetables, there are green beans, there is spinach, there is uh, purple cabbage, there is sweet potato, um, some other things and different kinds of fruit. So you want to see a lot of variety in your fridge in each food group. The same goes for nuts and seeds. You know, don't pick up your favorite nut. Pick up different things and make a whole you know, bunch of mixed nuts. That's the best uh, way to eat your anything, actually. And then your assignment, your special assignment, guys, go to a good food store where there is a lot of variety, not some corner shop, and pick up two, three weird foods, like something that you see a lot of people eating, but you either don't understand or you don't see a lot of people eating, but they're there and you're always worth curious, like, what's that? You know, maybe pick up some kimchi or sauerkraut. Or instead of yogurt, pick up some kefir. That is another dairy product that uh, kind of similar, but kind of not, just like with a lot of those weird foods. Um, pick up some organ meats, maybe cod liver. Um, maybe pick up some oysters and learn how to make them do delicious for you. Pick up some new veg. So your assignment to pick up at least one weird food the next time you go shopping, eat it and share with me, guys. Share it with me on Instagram or in the email. Take a picture, the best pictures when you eat it uh, with you. So share a picture with me of your weird, uh, nutritious food. So that's your assignment, guys. Pick up some weird for you food and share it with me on Instagram or uh, via email. And add variety to every food group that you are eating. Different beans, different pulses, different nuts, different seeds, different meats, different vegetables, uh, different fermented products. So add variety everywhere. That's your second assignment. But first, find your weird food and share it all with me and eat it of course guys and i'm gonna tell you exactly nutritional the exact nutritional profile of that food and don't forget guys to share this episode with your family your friends and 
together, go and have some fun, find some weird, nutritious foods, try them out, figure out the way how to eat it in a fun way, enjoy them together. And guys, as usual, until next time, besides finding the weird foods and eating a variety, just eat better daily. <laughs>